0: Hi everyone. I just want to give a little shout out that Business Barn Raising is now open for the year. This time around we are really focusing on helping people who have been interested in incorporating hippotherapy into their practice get started. And the most important things to get started really are focusing on your practice location, getting all the systems in place that you are going to need to provide services. Those are things like insurance and contracts. And finally, finding the clients that you need to run your practice. And in Business Barn Raising, we cover all of these areas, both in lesson content format as well as supported coaching calls. So if you think this is something that might be helpful to you, be sure to reach out and get signed up. We will be starting in June. Hi, I'm Gina of Animals and Aquatics in OT, and tonight we're continuing our session on horses and mental health. At this point, we're three parts into our series, and we have one more part to go. And so far, we've covered the different types of interventions we might be providing when looking at incorporating mental health from an OT perspective. And then we moved on to looking at how that process might look like. And tonight, I want to give an example of a program or a group protocol. I won't be able to get into all of the details, but I do want to share some of the information about it because it's a really interesting protocol. And it's a combination from a book and a protocol that was meant to address triggers and PTSD, other issues with anxiety and connection, and then applied or overlaid with the equine component. And in this episode, I want to take some time to give you some examples of what that might look like. I think that could be helpful to put it together. And then to wrap up our mini series here on horses and mental health. We'll be wrapping up next week with an interview, so definitely stay tuned for that. If you've been enjoying this series, you want to make sure that you get all of the episodes. So this time, I want to talk about the Horse Care Protocol. So again, that is a protocol that I came up with based on the book called Four Ways to Click. Rewire Your Brain for Stronger, More Rewarding Relationships, written by Dr. Banks and co-authored with Leanne Hirschman. And that book is really a very practical guide for both clinicians and clients to assess the quality of their relationships, strengthen neural pathways for connection. And some of the things that I really liked about it were the way that it looked at connecting our relationship connections in our life with different stresses or triggers that we might have in our daily life and there's a care relationship assessment or relational assessment and different ways to to start helping our clients use that information. And when I was doing with some of my work with veterans, I really thought that this protocol would be an appropriate fit for them. So I reached out to Dr. Amy Banks and asked her if it would be appropriate to base an occupational therapy protocol on the information from her book. And she was very supportive in both the feedback that she provided to the protocol after I had written it as well as the idea of taking her work and then going a little bit further with it and, and really bringing it around to the occupational therapy perspective. So I'm going to give um, some background to that. This protocol is a 10-week group protocol. It could be done in some other formats. It could be done one-on-one and it could be done with a number of different patient populations as i said when i wrote it i was really thinking about the veteran groups that i was working with at the time but if i had to put it together right now i would certainly use it with some of the girls that i'm working with that are having issues with anxiety and i think it could be really helpful with that as well and i would definitely have to tailor it a little bit but our first week with this, the horse care protocol, is really an introduction to the model, the care model, and teaching Dang. our clients a little bit about neuroscience and neuroplasticity, and then giving them an opportunity to assess their their personal life, their relationship status, and using a couple of different types of assessments. So There is the care relational assessment, but then also things like role competence, the complete role checklist. If you are working with folks with PTSD, the complete PTSD brief assessment. And there's some nice components with this. So the way that the weeks are broken down, they're broken down into the care component or the care aspect right from the book and then the OT focus, and then the horse or equine activity. And so in the beginning here in our week one, the facilitator is really responsible to teach the group basic safety aspects of working with horses. We would show them some basic facts about equine physiology and biology, letting them know that the horse really is a willing partner in these activities and is given choices and has a unique limbic system point of view. So working with horses can offer a novel experience and can allow meaningful engagement in occupations, relationship building, and self-reflection. So that would be how we would open this up. Then in week two, our OT focus is really on self-care as an activity of daily living, And with that, we're looking at it from the smart vagus nerve. So developing trustworthy relationships and looking at the herd as a relational safety group. So there's some other components to that where we're going to be going back to that limbic connection as well. And the facilitator is really bringing attention to what the horse is communicating. So for each of these, there's a group protocol for each week, really that helps to flesh out what the activities look like, how the facilitator would lead the group or the clients through it. In weeks three, we're looking at rhythms. So clients resonate with different rhythms at different times of day or different times in their life. And we definitely know that some of our clients really struggle maybe with appointment times getting to us after school hours, or coming on weekends. And bringing our clients' attention to what daily activities lack a calming rhythm can really have an impact on their arousal level and their self-regulation. So we're looking at repetition of rhythm and the horse is providing some biofeedback because horses really move by nature. Their movement is rhythmic and we know that rhythm is very calming as we get to the halfway point, we've covered roles with our clients, the self-care and ADL piece. And then we start to look at what activities or what is the experience of being part of a group. And we start to look at this as the acceptance or judgment. And we can look at how we receive feedback from others, and this relates to the dorsal anterior cingulate cortex in the brain. So horses have a remarkable way of grounding people and allowing to feel accepted into their herd. So there's some components here that we're working on with our clients when they want to be liked or wanted by the horses. And, and, you know, horses are remarkably responsive to behavioral or emotional congruence in people. And so we can go ahead and give feedback to the client or to the group. And clients can use co-regulation to soothe signs of separation, anxiety, if that's with the horse, right? And then transferring that to in their own personal life. So as we move along, we can see In this protocol, as we get more towards the end and we're starting to kind of wrap things up for our clients, we come back and we review that role checklist for engagement or for activities that engage the dopamine reward activity systems. systems. And with that, it's a way of having enjoyment or energy, laughter and play And we know that dopamine is a link to reward-seeking behaviors, positive relationships, and when it's disrupted, it's transferred to potentially addicting behaviors. So we're looking at that role checklist to see where the client or group might be feeling motivated or fulfilled. And we can point that out with our horses, that in the wild, horses seek out food, safety, they have to manage their herd dynamics but horses also have an innate sense of purity, curiosity, and when they feel safe, then they start to engage in those reward-seeking behaviors. So we're looking at really building on the components that we put ahead of time and building safety and now bringing it more to those pleasure-seeking components. And as we go to wrap up with our clients, we really want to pull everything together for them. And this is where we develop a home plan for the group. They can retake that care relational assessment. We look at ways to grow their brain and connect them and the group to the larger community. So at this point, we're really looking at what is their health status, right? As an overall component. So the clients are given resources to transition to community resources for meaningful activities that they've identified. And that might include riding lessons or volunteering at the center that you are providing services or another local center. And the activities with the horses that they've completed now by week 10 have helped the clients explore their activity patterns, roles, routine, and relationship with others. And to commemorate the development of these new neural pathways, look at activities and relationships, the client is going to complete one final journey with a horse of his or her choice. And the client gets to create a closure ritual through honoring the horse. And there's a number of different ways they could do that honoring of the horse. And then a self-directed parade. It could be mounted or in hand, or it could be part of a theater and a journey or a letter, an art to share. And so there's really a ceremonial aspect of wrapping up that protocol. And this way of putting together horses, OT, and mental health, and really drawing on some of the bigger supports that we have out there, right? Published literature about how we can support clients, what other protocols might be out there that are really helpful that we can tap into is something that I encourage all of the OTs that I work with is look at stuff that's already out there and then we take it into our unique area of practice. So if we were working in the water, right, we could look at ways to transfer some of that same information to that aquatic environment And when we're working with the horses, we can go ahead and, again, take some of that established relationship information out there that we know is connected to mental health. And last week, I talked a little bit about the study that reflected exercise. There's also a little bit of an older study from Purdue University that found that 25% of Americans couldn't name a single person that they felt close to. Yet we know that all of us are hardwired to connect. We are social beings. And the more that we are separated from others, the more we are likely to have stress in our lives, to have more trouble with our mental health, to struggle with things like anxiety and depression. And looking again at the research that's out there, the information, the treatment protocols, There's so much wonderful work out there. We can take some of that and then transfer it with what we know as our specialty area from occupational therapy. So again, if you listen to the language from the horse care protocol, right, we're looking at performance factors, performance patterns, context, environmental supports, ADLs. We can look at activities like body scans or co-regulation. We can look at how the client is setting up rhythms, habits, and routines in their life. We're going to look at the roles that they have. All of those are woven into this horse care protocol. And it's easy to connect the book and having this group or the clients read part of the book every week in our 10 weeks that we're together as well as then have experiential activities that they're doing with me in their occupational therapy sessions. And again, this was written in a group format, group protocol format, but also very much could be done with a one-on-one client. So I think when we think about things that we're excited about and bringing it in to our passions with our clients and Incorporating horses into it, if you have a love for mental health, there are ways as an occupational therapist to go ahead and incorporate that into our bringing horses into our OT sessions as well. So hopefully this episode and examples from the horse care protocol have been helpful to you. Again, we have one more episode coming up in our Horses OT and Mental Health series. And then we'll be jumping back into some aquatic podcast topics. And we are going to be wrapping up the end of November. We're gonna be taking a little break in December and January. And then we'll be coming back in February with more topics, more things to share. But we hope that this episode has been helpful for you today. We would love for you to reach out, let us know how we're doing. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you would leave us a review, we would be eternally grateful. Thank you.